On today's show, the Yankees beat the Twins, because the Yankees always beat the Twins. We'll talk about the game that happened on Monday afternoon, Labor Day. We'll also briefly discuss the Yankees' weekend in Tampa. I will give you a spoiler alert. I didn't really watch that much of it. I was giving myself a break from watching these guys, because they're absolutely horrible. But I saw some highlights and lowlights, and we'll discuss them. And uh, injury news, because <laughs> it's the Yankees, and of course there's injury news. All that next on Locked on Yankees. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yankee fans, happy Monday. It's Labor Day, September 5th. Can you believe it? It's we're into September. We're into it. I'm Stacy Gotsoulias. I'm the host of Locked On Yankees. And uh, I'd like to welcome you to the show. Locked On Yankees is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms, including Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Also hit the like and the bell so you're notified as soon as our videos go up. How are we doing all right? It's better today. It's better today than it would have been if I had done this show on Saturday. I was actually planning on trying to do shows this weekend, but I'm in the tail end of COVID where everything is kind of gone, but I'm still exhausted and I can't go up the stairs without getting out of breath. And it's just, it's not fun. And I don't know how people made it through COVID without taking medicine for it. I was lucky enough to take Paxlovid and it knocked the bad symptoms out within two days. But I don't know how people are going through this without it because holy cow, it was bad. If you watched and listened to the show on Monday last week, you heard how much the COVID was affecting me. And Tuesday too, that's right. Sully filled in, but I did the intro and the outro and it was... So I got to give people credit who come back from COVID and are able to do things because, woo, this is, the fatigue is real. The fatigue is real. So even when baseball players come back from it, it is something. And I was vaxxed and boosted and everything and woo. So today, let's talk about today's game. It's fresh in our minds. The Yankees and the Twins. Of course, the Yankees won. I shouldn't say that because, you know, now I'll say, oh, of course, the Yankees are going to beat the Twins and then the Yankees are going to lose the rest of the series. So let's not do that. Um... <laughs> The Yankees playing against the Twins, though, um, it's just such an unbelievable, no matter who is playing for the Twins, no matter who is playing for the Yankees, no matter how bad the Yankees are, no matter how good the Twins are, or vice versa, the Yankees are always winning. It's, it's unbelievable. Now, there's three games left in the series. There's plenty of time for the Yankees to screw this up. But for right now, starting off with a win, really good. Aaron Judge... The only bright spot this weekend, and we'll talk about that in segment two, hit his 54th home run of the season. He tied A-Rod's 2007 mark. Holy cow. This man is unbelievable. He really is. He's like the lone bright spot most days. Although someone else hit a home run today. 
Now, two guys that were kind of shocking, but the one was extremely shocking because it was his first home run at home all season. And uh, when we watched it, I said to my brother, I'm like, we just witnessed a miracle. Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. And it wasn't a cheapie. It was 370. Into left field. You know, a few rows back. It was pretty good. Um, you know, Tyone giving up a home run to Gary Sanchez. <laughs> 473 feet that was like a Gary Sanchez on the Yankees against the twins kind of home run it was kind of weird seeing him in the twins uniform doing that to the Yankees because that looked like either a either a Gary Sanchez against the twins home run or a Gary Sanchez against the Orioles home run because you know it seemed like Sanchez Glaber and Judge had fun against the Orioles but 473 feet that was a bomb and of course Tyone gave it up but no harm, no foul, because then the Yankees were able to pull ahead and win 5-2. And, you know, it was good to see them score five runs. <laughs> Better than the weekend against the Rays, where they barely scored runs. And again, if it wasn't for Aaron Judge, the best player on the planet right now. Sorry, Shohei Otani. You're great, but right now, Aaron Judge. Um, yeah, it would have been worse. Would have been way worse without Aaron Judge. So the Yankees beat the Twins again 5-2. And the other heroes of the game, well... I mean, you know, Judge and Isaiah Conner-Falefa, and then Marwin Gonzalez hit a home run, which is nice. His wife just has a baby. He hits, a, he hits his fourth home run of the season. He hit it off Archer in the third inning. Um, Judge hit his in the sixth off McGill, and Conner-Falefa hit his off Pagan in the seventh inning. So three different pitchers, three different players, Home runs. Tyone lasted five innings. Gave up those two runs on the Sanchez home run. Six hits, two walks, three strikeouts. His ERA is 3.95. Now, Weissert got the win. Weissert got the win, but that's in part to him being the pitcher of record when the Yankees took the lead because he was all right. <laughs> he was okay. He was kind of losing it there at the end. They had to take him out, but, um, you know... His pitches, though, let's briefly discuss Weissert's pitches. I was joking about how, you know when you're a bowler, a bowler? That's what you are, right? You're a bowler. <laughs> and you take your first turn, you throw the ball, and you leave some pins up, and then you have to adjust and move side to side. If you're not watching me on YouTube, I'm trying to d demonstrate moving side to side when you bowl to try and hit the pins where you need to, because, you know, you're not going to throw from the middle. You're going to, like, if you have pins on the right side, you'll throw the right side, unless you have a wicked hook. My mom had a hook. I do not have a hook when I bowl. But I felt like Weissert needed to move to one side of the mound because his ball, his pitches were moving too much to one side. Like, his pitches have crazy movement on them. It, it can be fun to watch, but can also be very frustrating to watch because, you know, he'll walk someone on four pitches and then he'll maybe get someone to 3-1 and then 3-2 and then you think, okay, maybe he'll strike them out and then he'll end up walking the guy. And it's just like he doesn't quite have that control there yet, but his pitches are amazing sometimes to watch when they're on. So he came in, then Peralta came in, got a double play when needed. Holmes came in for his 19th save. Two strikeouts, 
Nice job. ERA is 2.38 on the season. Now, Archer did not get a decision for the Twins. He gave up, as I said, the home run to Marwin Gonzalez. McGill got the loss because he's the one that gave up the home run to Judge that gave the Yankees the 4-2 lead. Um, oh, and miracle of all miracles. Judge hit his home run, and there was a runner on base. There were two miracles today. <laughs> there were two miracles at Yankee Stadium. <laughs> judge hit a home run with someone on base, and that is not a knock on Judge. That's a knock on his teammates. And as Isaiah Kiner-Falefa hit a home run, as Barry Manilow would say. It's a miracle. So, segment two, we'll discuss more about this game briefly, and then we'll talk about the weekend. As I said in the open, didn't really watch that much because I was giving myself a break because these guys are not fun to watch lately. The last two games, eh, yesterday wasn't even that great, and we'll talk about that in segment three. But, yeah, they're not fun to watch. But first, as you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job and the purple hiring hashtag frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks again for making Locked on Yankees your first listen every day. Subscribe now to Locked on Yankees on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you get notified when each episode premieres. I don't know if you can hear the pouring rain in the background right now, but thankfully that did not affect the Yankees today. It was kind of overcast. The sun came out during the game, but it was overcast. It wasn't that great of a day. And, you know, you want Labor Day to be the good day out of the weekend because it's the last day before everything begins. Um, you know, I know that in a lot of places, school has already started for people. But here in New York, I believe school is starting tomorrow. I don't know. I've been out a while. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, the kids are heading back to school and uh, the season is winding down. And the Yankees are... They're not fun to watch, but hey, they finally passed 80 wins. They're at 81 and 54. The funny thing, although not that funny, but it was a tweet that I saw. The Yankees made it to 70 wins first out of everyone. Then the Dodgers made it to 80 first and then 90 first. They just went, whoo, while the Yankees were not doing anything in August, the Dodgers were like, hey, we're just going to. I mean, not that it matters that the Dodgers are doing that much better than the Yankees. It's just funny that the Yankees were doing so well and then crashed into a wall. Uh, speaking of that wall, this weekend in Tampa. Thank God for Aaron Judge. Thank you. 
thank you for Aaron Judge, whoever controls the universe. I don't know if there is a God. I don't know what's going on in the universe, but whoever controls things, thank you for this this man. Because if it wasn't for him, this weekend in Tampa would have been way worse. Way worse. Now, that home run he hit, I did see that on Sa- um, Sunday. That home run. He hit a couple of them. Um, <laughs> the home run that he hit on Sunday, the leadoff home run on the 0-1 pitch that he hit the absolute crap out of that went 450 that looked like it probably would have gone through the back of Tropicana Field yet that home run god it's so much fun watching him honestly and even today's home run what were you thinking with that pitch sir (laughs) it was middle middle and 88 miles an hour no offense I could have hit that I mean I could have I would have started swinging before he threw the pitch, but I probably would have been able to hit that pitch because it was, I mean, that was a cookie. You served that on a platter for Mr. Judge, who was just like, bing, and it just, yeah, yeah. That was fun actually seeing that on Twitter too, because everyone was like, what was he doing? What was he doing throwing that pitch? What was he thinking? Like, seriously. And McGill knew it. He was just like, I don't even think he turned around, right? He just was like, oh, did I really just do that? I mean, it's happened 54 times. You're not the only one. (laughs) There are a lot of people who have been victimized by Mr. Aaron Judge, Aaron James Judge, in 2022. And uh, he is a joy to watch. And, you know, when he is swinging the bat well, I almost said swinging the ball well, swinging the bat well, it's a pleasure. And that was a pleasure. And I kind of wanted him to hit 55, but then he struck out. I believe it was his last at bat. He struck out. And I was like, how dare you strike out, sir? Um, So, yeah, this weekend against Tampa, two out of three. Losers of two out of three. And... Just Friday night. What the hell? What the hell? What the hell? (laughs) Domingo Herman was fine. He only gave up two runs. You know, he only gave up two runs. He lasted as long as you would want him to last in a game. He did everything he needed to do. You know, six and two thirds against the Rays. That's great. You know, two earned runs, three runs, actually. But and then the game just fell apart. And they end up losing nine nothing, thanks to why certain Banda, who I believe Banda was DFA'd after that. He didn't even get an out. He gave up three runs. What a nightmare. And then Marwin Gonzalez (laughs) had to come in (laughs) and get an out. And he did. But yeah, and then the next two games, 2-1 Rays, 2-1 Yankees. So it's not like, you know, the the Friday game was just a weird game, really, because then the Yankees just kind of like um, pooped the bed. <laughs> I can't even find a bed. They put excrement on a comforter, laid it on a bed. That's what they did, okay? And, you know, it's not like the Rays beat them up and the Saturday game. It's just the offense could not do anything other than Aaron judge. And, you know, he can't do this on his own. That's why during today's game, when he hit a two run home run, instead of a solo shot, 
it was like, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you for, you know, doing something to support this guy. My God, guys. That was Glaber that was on base, right? Just, it's... And as I ranted about last week, they're not going to be able to flip a switch. They're not. They're not. Um, you know, w- would it be nice if they won three out of four against the Twins? Yes. I would prefer that over a split. I would really, really like for them to win three out of four against the Twins. It's not an easy thing to do. The Twins aren't a bad team. But I would like for that. That would make them feel better for when the Rays come back into town. Because, again, the Rays didn't really beat them up. The Friday game was just a weird game. So, yeah. I don't know. Just play the Twins like you normally play the Twins. Like the team has been playing them since 2002. And then try and beat the Rays at home. Try, try, and try again. So, as I said, the rest of the series, three games with the Twins. And tomorrow is Cole. (sighs) Against Joe Ryan. Okay, so Garrett Cole is seven. No, (laughs) ten and seven. I almost said that backwards. 10 and 7 with a 3.28 ERA, 204 strikeouts on the season. Joe Ryan is also 10 and 7 with a 3.88 ERA, 121 strikeouts. And he has kind of like a Dr. Hook mustache, goatee kind of thing happening, Mr. Joe Ryan. I don't know. Um, let's see. The Yankees haven't faced him. There's no one in the list that has faced him. As for the Twins against Cole, Arias, Arias, how do you say that? I'm going to screw that up, and I'm so sorry, Luis. One home run in four at-bats. Carlos Correa, one home run in seven at-bats. He's batting 571 with two runs batted in. Gary Sanchez has two runs batted in against Cole. In five at-bats. He's batting 400, no home runs. And who else is... Eh, that doesn't really count. Tom Gordon's son, Nick Gordon. Who, by the way, he struck out during the game today. And it looked like he was... I don't know. He... Because he's a lefty. And he was, like, almost shuffling backwards out of the left-handed batter's box and then walk behind the ump and the catcher was very strange. My brother pointed it out because he rewound it. He rewound the game and he said, what is Nick Gordon doing? I said, uh, moonwalking? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) It It was very funny. I don't know. We find things like that during games to like rewind and look at. And yeah, like I'm picturing it right now. And it was, it was really goofy of him to do. Wednesday's game is Herman against uh, TBD. TBD plays for a lot of different teams. On Thursday, Sonny Gray for the Twins and the Yankees, TBD. That should be interesting. We'll preview those matchups on the next show when we have the matchups and stuff. So let's go through the injuries because 
Um, it feels strange to not have injury update music like I used to uh, three years ago. Was that? Yeah, that was 2019 when they had so many guys injured. I used to play the first like seven seconds of the ER theme, which used to make people laugh. Um, yeah, I don't do that anymore. I got to I got to find some sort of uh, theme to do for all of the uh, injuries that the Yankees have. So Rizzo got an epidural to help with his back. But now he's getting headaches as a result of that epidural. Aaron Boone said, I wouldn't say it's common. It can be, but it's not something you want to mess with. It's like, yeah, uh, God. You know, it's funny. I was saying this to my brother. Anthony Rizzo is having the a quiet 30 home run season. Like, it used to be where 30 home runs was a big deal, and now it doesn't feel like it's a big He has 30 home runs, but because Judge has 54, it's like... Pfft. 30. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it just seems weird. Andrew Benintendi swings a bat, breaks his hand. How? Who the hell knows? But anyway, um, he's going to have surgery tomorrow on Tuesday. And they're hoping he returns this season. I mean, the Yankees will still be playing a month from now because they have to um, make up that last series or the, well, they have to make up the series against Texas that they never had because of the lockout in the beginning of the season. Scott Efros had a right shoulder strain. That's not easy to say. Um, he resumed his throwing program, and they're targeting a bullpen session on September 9th. They placed him on the IL on August 22nd. It was retroactive to August 21st. At the time, Boone said that it was a small strain, but let's just hope that the bullpen session is still on target for September 9th. And if anything changes with that, we will let you know. Now, Nestor Cortez, he might be one of the TBDs against the Twins. So we'll see how that goes for him, hopefully, um, because we miss Nestor in the rotation. No offense to the other pitchers in the rotation. Stanton hurt his foot today, but x-rays were negative. Not that that means anything, because he could still be out for a week, but <laughs> x-rays were negative, which is a good sign. Um, just... Ugh. He hasn't looked good since he came back from the IL, and... Um, yeah, it didn't look good when they were taking him off the field and he was, you know, making faces and in pain. And yeah, that's not good. So let's talk about Judge. Three straight games with homers. As I said, he matches A-Rod's 2007 season. He finished with 54 home runs. That season won the MVP, by the way. 2007 was the year, the first year that A-Rod started wearing high socks and he just basically had an effort attitude the whole season and just was hitting the crap out of the ball, walking off. You know, he walked off against the Orioles early in the season. He had that, um, was it the Indians? There was a game against the Indians too that he walked off. There was one, the Orioles game happened on a Saturday. I remember that. I was at the, I was at the dentist and I believe the then Indians game was a weekday game 
and I was listening to it at the office and me and a bunch of the guys at the office who were listening to it were cheering for A-Rod's walk-off because we were still there. Yeah, it was a one o'clock game in the afternoon. So judges right now on pace for 65 home runs. And he entered today's game with an 8.5 war. Now that's Fran, that Fran get Fran graphs Fran. No, it's fan graphs, fan graphs. <laughs> He's the highest among all major league players per fan graphs. And they were chanting MVP for him. And as I said earlier in the show, it is a lot of fun to watch this. Um, you know, we haven't seen anything like this. Not in our lifetime. And there aren't that many people around who watched Maris. Um, well, I shouldn't say that. There are. <laughs> um, there aren't any old people around, you know, like people who were old at the time or older at the time. Because, I mean, that was a long... 1961's a long time ago, people. Um, so people who were, you know, younger kids and teenagers remember in 20s. But now, you know, when you get into people, not a lot of people left who were in their 30s in the 60s, you know. So um, we haven't really seen this. Or we haven't. We saw A-Rod hit 54. We didn't see a 65. We certainly haven't seen a 61. And it's just unbelievable what he's doing the timing of it, the fact that he turned down the Yankees contract with every, he had every right to do that. He's worth more than that. And I know you're going to say, uh, you were complaining or not complaining. You were stating that he's on the wrong side of 30 and that they shouldn't sign him for too long. Yeah, no, they shouldn't sign him for too long, but the man deserves money for what he's done the last five seasons. And I, I know they keep talking about how he hit 52 in his rookie season. He hit 53. They called back a home run. It should have been a home run. They called it like a double, even though it hit someone in the seats. So I say he had 53 home runs that season, but doesn't matter. He passed it today. <laughs> I'm not the type of person to put money on anything because I don't really have money to do that. Um, but if I were a betting person, I would bet for, I would say two more home runs this series against the twins. I could see that. I could see that. I don't see him, you know, hitting one each of the remaining games, you know, um, I, I also don't see, um, Boone playing him during all the games either you might see a day off for Aaron Boone so don't be disappointed you know how Boone does his thing um <laughs> you know the man has been carrying the team on his back as much as possible and you know he needs to rest so don't be mad at Boone if he does that he probably will just so you know um because they are playing straight through until Monday Monday's an off day, a week from today, and then they go up to Fenway to play the Red Sox. So, yeah, you'll see. Judge is going to have a day off at some point. Um, I would assume it's going to be this series against the Twins. Um, because the the series against the Rays is more important. You're not going to sit Aaron Judge during a series where the Rays can really 
gain some ground on the Yankees in the standings. At least I would hope not, Aaron Boone. <laughs> Do it against the Twins. Do it in the last game against the Twins, maybe. I don't know. Against Sonny Gray. I don't know. So, to recap, they look horrible in Tampa, but they win the last game. And Tampa doesn't really beat them up too much. The Friday game was just a fluky thing. So the Yankees pitching has been fine. It's the offense. The offense needs to wake up. They need to wake up. We witnessed two miracles on Monday. <laughs> Isaiah Kiner Falefa hitting a home run at Yankee Stadium. And Aaron Judge hitting a home run with a runner on base. Two miracles, people. Two. And the Yankees beat the Twins again for like the 500th time since 2002. That's not that far off. That's not that far off. What is it now? What's the record? What's the exact record? It's like 110.38 or something. I'll look it up. We'll talk about it on tomorrow's show. Because we have to talk about the Yankees and the Twins and this craziness that's been going on for 20 years between these two teams. And uh, a friend of mine actually texted me when, uh, I think it was after Isaiah Kiner, Falefa's home run, and he's like, the cure for all the Yankees' ills, playing the Twins. And I was like, they still have three games left. Let's calm down. But so far, so good. So that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Remember that you can listen to this show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Again, like and comment on YouTube as well. Click the bell notification so you know when our videos are going up. And if you're looking for something else to listen to after you listen to us, make your second listen the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022, an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts of the Locked On Podcast Network, plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets, all combining into one ultimate NFL preview. Search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. One more thing, if you could be so kind to please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans, we would really appreciate it. So enjoy your Monday night and your Tuesday morning, and we will talk to you all tomorrow.